0: Have an idea for a podcast you want to do? Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message to the world. Sign up at Buzzsprout.com.
1: Hey there, Firelight here from Inciting a Riot, a podcast currently celebrating 10 years of production. It's a show all about encouraging conversation and critical thought in all areas of life, from walking a pagan path to understanding how our society and the world around us function. So no topic is off-limits. I've talked to a werewolf, a geophysicist, a mom living at the Israeli-Palestinian border, and more than one expert on fairies. I never know what the next episode's conversation is going to bring, and that's my favorite thing about doing this show. Consider downloading Inciting a Riot on Apple Podcasts or whichever service you use. Hey, if you do, you might win the lottery. I mean, you might not, but downloading the show can't hurt, right? To join the riot, visit incitingariot.com. See you there.
0: Welcome to another episode of the music from the goddesses of well podcast I am your host midnight star what you heard was the altar by threefold the topic of today's show is all about the altar but first have you checked out the midnight star YouTube channel yet if not go there and star spelt with two R's. while you're at it please leave a comment on YouTube and let me know what you think of the show I also got another blog for the show it's on the Blogspot site. The new link is goddessvault.blogspot.com. And also, please leave a comment to let me know what you think of it and this show. For all you loyal listeners out there, please share this podcast via YouTube, Twitter, Amino, Facebook, goddessvault.blogspot.com, SoundCloud, or wherever you can to everyone you know. Do you have an online pagan, metaphysical, occult, or new age store or service, and do you want to get more business? If so, why not let me promote your ad through this podcast? If you are interested, you can contact me through Facebook, goddessfault.blogspot.com, or on Twitter at goddessfault. You might have to write something like, I heard that you're looking for online businesses to promote on your show, and who knows, I might get your ad on the air. I'm still looking for more fans to join the music from the Goddess Vault podcast Amino community. I'm also looking for another person who can be another volunteer co-leader on there. You can download the app for free on Apple and Google Play. Plus, I'm still looking for new show topics, spirit guides, and dream symbols to talk about. If you have a suggestion, you can contact me through the Facebook page, The Amino Group, through YouTube, on goddessfault.blogspot.com, and you can tweet me at GoddessVault. Now for the events coming up, hopefully in your area. Two are new and one is old. If you live in New Brunswick, Canada, the UPC will be hosting an in-bulk ritual Sunday, February 2nd, 7pm at the Mystic Moons Books and Brew in Moncton. They do accept donations and all UPC rituals are free. For more information, you can check them out on Facebook. If you live in North Carolina in the States, Misty Mountain's C-U-U-P-S will be hosting a and swap and sell Saturday, February 22nd, 2-4 at the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of Hendersonville. Do you have any pagan-related items that you no longer use? Come to this event and get ready to haggle, buy, sell, and trade them. If you have more items to sell, it's $10 a table. For more information or to register, visit their Facebook page. If you live in the UK, on Saturday, March 7th, Pagan Phoenix Southwest will be hosting a Pagan conference at Penstall Manor in what I believe to be North Cornwall. You can correct me if I'm wrong there. There will be lots of things to do, plus there's music by Dame the Bard. Advance tickets are £20 before January 31st. After that, it will be 25 until February 29th. For tickets or for more information, go to paganphoenixsw.com. You can also check them out on Facebook. All the links will be in the show notes and on the new blog. Now for the topic, altars. When I first became a pagan, I was an adult still living with my Catholic parents. I could not create an altar then. However, it's been seven years since I have been on my own, and I do have an altar in my apartment suite. I'll explain more about the history of altars, what to put on them, and why we need them after you hear Altar of Secrets by Maître I couldn't find any actual articles on the history of altars. All I can say about that is that those have been around ever since we created cults and religions. Otherwise, this structure is in all faiths. Altars are raised structures or a place used for worship or meditation and prayer. Ever since Gerald Gardner created Wicca and paganism, we do need a place to worship a specific deity, cast a spell, rituals, meditate, chant, and more. And each of us pagans. Have our own unique altar. I'll explain more about mine and how to set up your own. Here's Brooke Medicine Eagle with Ancient Altar Song. spirit guide of the week i'm going back to ancient egypt for this week's spirit guide more specifically upper egypt to talk about the goddess Sekhmet. she is the lady of terror action and flame Sekhmet is the goddess of war justice destruction and healing for those of you who are not familiar she has the head of a lioness on top of a human body her name translated means to be strong powerful mighty or violent Sekhmet is a fiery manifestation of the Eye of Ra and a fierce guardian goddess of Upper Egypt. She's associated with plagues and diseases. It is said that her hot breath creates deserts. Sekhmet is also the matron goddess of Reiki. She can heal people without being asked to do so. If you are feeling sick right now, you don't have to ask her to come heal you. She heals all illnesses except those associated with the eyes. And Sekhmet has dominion over women's reproductive system, which includes the menstrual cycle. What you can offer Sekhmet on your altar are the following. Beer by itself or mixed with pomegranate juice, arrows, incense, and silver medical tools. That is it for now. Stay tuned for another Spirit Guide of the Week.
2: Dance around you instead.
1: Goddess, I
2: accept this the pleasures and the pain. To grow is to be forever changed. There is no point in resisting. I'll ask you again and again, child. I'll test you again and again. Consume, but the tongues of flame dance around you instead
0: fire can consume but the tongues of flame dance around you instead that was Set Myth speaks by Shining Wheel Pagan chorus my altar is a small table that i can't remember where i bought it from on top of it is a portable Pagan altar table that i bought online On that are three LED candles, a statue of Gaia and the Egyptian goddess Matt as a cat, a Tibetan singing bowl, a pentacle that a friend made, a crystal wand, some seashells, and crystals all over it. I have that one up all year round. I don't decorate it for rituals. Even though I love Samhain and Halloween, I don't decorate my apartment, nor do I do that with Yule and Christmas at all. I don't see the point of decorating something only to take it down a few weeks later. Now, for those of you just starting your pagan journey, the first question is where is your altar going to be? Is it going to be where you're going to drag out some items and put it on the dining room table? Or is it going to be in your bedroom? Or is it going to be outside on your patio? Or is it going to be permanently placed on a mantle, for example? That is all up to you. Just keep in mind that your altar is your sanctuary. The next thing is that you have to understand the meaning of all symbols. What is the meaning behind the pentacle or chalice and blade, for example? You can also decide on whether or not to use an altar cloth. Next, here are the traditional items that are needed on your altar. Athame, candle, cauldron, chalice, incense, pentacle, and wand. You can add in whatever else that is not mentioned on your altar, like a statue of a goddess, for example. You can decorate your altar to whatever you like. However, you should avoid cluttering it with too many pagan items. Better yet, decorate your altar and have fun with it. I've noticed that there are some sites that say, consider the direction of where your altar should be. I don't recommend it for some of you. Here's a personal reason why. My suite in my apartment is sort of facing north. On the north side, I have a sliding door to my balcony, and right beside that is my huge furnace and air conditioner. I can't put anything on top of that because it's a fire hazard, and there is no space on the other end of the sliding doors. So I have to put my altar next to a wall that is facing west. When I do open and close my rituals, I can use all of my living room space to face the directions. I just can't do that with my altar. If you want to know the basic layout of the altar, you can search all over the web for that information. Here's Crow Women with Chalice to Blade. As
3: is to God, so earth is to sky. Together we join as one, you and I. to blade. Our love it is blessed and magic is made. For there is no power greater than love. As God is to God, so earth is to sky. Together we join as one, you and I. Magic is made.
0: To interpret. There are three in this week's dream symbols. They are pets sink and strangers. To see your pet in your dreams usually means civilized instincts, or it means your need for love and acceptance. If you dream of a dead pet, it's telling you that whatever you thought was left in the past is coming back to bite you. If you dreamt that your living pet is dying or dead, that represents your feeling restricted or stifled in some way. If you dreamt that your pet has escaped, it means that you need to express some primal urges. If you see a sink in your dreams, it signifies your ability to control your emotions. To see a stranger in your dreams represents a part of you that is repressed and hidden. If you dreamt of kissing a stranger, it's letting you know of the acceptance and acknowledgement of that repressed aspect of yourself. If in your dreams a stranger is pretending to be someone you know, it represents that person that you know might not be who you think they are. And to dream that you're in a stranger's home, it means that there's something about yourself that you haven't discovered yet. That is it for this week's Dream Symbol. If you want a dream for me to interpret and maybe have a dream symbol featured, the contact information will be mentioned at the end of the show. So keep dreaming. Myth. here's another story from pitt.edu this one comes from austria and it's called the miller boy and the cat once a mill hand came to a miller and asked him for work saying that he had been underway for a long time and wanted to earn a few crude once again the miller liked the mill hand for he was a quick and lively fellow he would have given him work at once if it hadn't been for an unusual concern of his. He scratched himself behind the air for a while and then slowly expressed his opinion. Yes, I need a mill hand, and I'm not likely to find a better one than you. But there is another problem. What sort of one? Asked the millard boy, hurriedly. Now, you may not believe me, but what I'm going to say is the truth. Every time I've had had a millhand sleep in the mill, the next morning he was discovered dead. I've not been able to find out what is behind this, but that's the way it is. It had never occurred to me that I should be afraid of someone," replied the mill hand, laughing. Let me have a go at it. I am not by nature a fraidy cat. It would be a shame to lose your young life," said the miller. No one else had escaped alive. You wouldn't be any different. The long and short of it is that I am not afraid. Give me work, and I'll stay with you. If you are willing to gamble with your life, then stay. It will serve you right," replied the miller, half pleased and half angry. The new mill hand went into the mill and worked in spite of it all. When night fell, he laid down a bit, when he did not let himself fall asleep, looking and looking to see what might be haunting the mill. Suddenly, a large, beautiful cat crept up to him, meowed, and arched its back, wagged its tail, and continued to creep around the mill hand. It was all he could do to ward off the uncanny animal. When he realized that, "get and scat, and such sayings were to no avail, he became angry, grabbed the cat by its tail, and hurled it a great distance from him. With that, the cat slunk out the door. The mill hand thought to himself, just dare come back. And lay back down and slept without further disturbance. Early the next morning, the miller came, expecting to see the millhand's corpse. Was he surprised when the boy approached him, singing and whistling, and told him the story of the cat? As evening was approaching, the millhand fetched a little hatchet and hid it in his bed. Night soon came. The boy lay down, and again the cat crept up to him, meowing. This time, the male hand did not shoo it away, but was nice to it and attempted to lure it closer and closer to him. When it was standing right next to his bed, he quickly pulled out the hatchet and with a laugh chopped off one of its front paws. With pitiful meows, the cat hobbled on three legs out the door. Early the next morning, the miller came again to see how the boy had fared. The latter had scarcely come into his master's view when he joyfully cried out, Just see what the beast left behind, it will never come to me again. With these words, he showed the miller the paw that he had chopped off the cat. The miller had a good laugh and could not have been more pleased with his new mill hand. After laughing his fill, he went to his business and the morning passed like any other, although the master did wonder why his wife was nowhere to be seen. Noontime came, and there was still no fire in the kitchen. The master finally lost his patience, and he shouted everywhere for his old woman. But she neither came nor answered. Finally, the miller went upstairs to the bedroom where he found his wife still in bed. What are you doing? It is noontime already, and there is not even a piece of kindling burning yet in the kitchen. I can't cook today. Something is wrong with me. The miller was curious what was wrong with her noticing she was holding her hands in a strange manner then he suddenly saw that one of her hands had been cut off aha he thought to himself so that's what's wrong with you angrily he ran down the stairs and told the male hand what had happened the male hand also perceived immediately that the cat had been none other than the master's wife and that she was a wicked witch Cynthia McQuillan with Cats in the Dawn before that you heard Strange Little Soulbirds by Windy Rule first off I would like to thank Morgan Wyatt for the feedback she gave me on Facebook I really do appreciate it but it's the end of the show again I'm your host Midnight Star if you have any suggestions for a song show topic spirit guide or dream symbol or you just want to like share or comment you now can do so on goddessfault.blogspot.com the music from the Goddesses Vault Facebook page the Amino group through YouTube, SoundCloud, and you can tweet me at GoddessVault. I am going to leave you with black magic by Unwoman. Blessed be.